Welcome to Wizard vs. Jedi, a podcast where two guys debate things that really don't matter all that much. We've learned not to take ourselves too seriously, but when it comes to things like whether a wizard would beat a Jedi, we take that very seriously. We love it so much that we decided to make a podcast about it. We hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome, everybody. Oh, uh-huh. at the same time. Uh-huh. You, you kept looking it. at me. and I, was, I didn't look I didn't, at you. I didn't look at you. I felt like you were looking at no, me. No, I was looking straight ahead. I don't know. You turned. I turned. After I, you said Andrew, my name. I mean, you're always the intro, but you, uh, that, yeah. you, just, you, were, you were leaving it hanging. I wasn't I leaving it hanging. You know I can't handle dead space. I know. Welcome, everybody. This is Wizard vs. Jedi. I hope everybody's having a, having a great day. Meh. Meh. No. Just meh. It's good. Well, we have a we have a special guest in studio with us today in the frog. We're going to call this free, this studio the frog now. We have proof that Andrew has friends. Oh gosh. <laughs> Is that what I am? <laughs> oh, well, maybe, would you, maybe, would you, maybe you don't have friends. <laughs> this warms my heart to hear. <laughs> I would call you a friend. Oh, you have a friend in me too. Oh, you got a friend in I me. I knew that. Yep, that was perfect setup. I knew it. You got a friend in me. We got some jamming in the frog. <laughs> well, this is. Uh, I'm Scott. I'm, uh, just, I'm Scott. Scott. What? <laughs> you are not Scott. I'm uh, glad I'm not Scott. As much as I like you, I like being me. I gotta be me. Anyway, okay. Andrew is in rare form today. I am. Well, I'm excited. I'm Andrew. I'm here with Scott, which yes. I think was us, what I was trying to say. I hope so. And I have, we also have Jonathan Henriquez, one of my colleagues and also a friend. Oh. <laughs> and we're here to talk about something that Scott knows almost nothing about. Yes. So which, this will be fun. I'm which, here just with the wit and the sarcasm. That's all I'm at in today's episode. You're, you just got wit and, wit and sarcasm? That's all I got. And it's well, not very much wit. It's mostly um, sarcasm. So, <laughs> Well, we're talking about Star Trek. And Jonathan, I just when I was thinking of Star Trek, I, I thought of you. That because, is quite the honor. <laughs> and I, the initial thought I had was best Star Trek captain is what I was thinking. And I immediately thought of, thought of conversations that you and I have had at work just over the course of the years. And then... We'll, we'll talk about some other things. Maybe we might even bring up Portman tropes again. Do you remember? Do you remember Portman tropes? Oh yes, indeed. How could we forget? We'll talk about that later. But we're gonna die. I want to dive right in, if that's okay with you, Scott. That well, yeah, and Jonathan. That, if you, I mean, if you must, that's fine. Well, let's just dive right in. We've got some trivia planned, but I want to go with first our question of the day: best Star Trek captain. Go ahead. Well. I, I think that the question is hard to answer. Okay, here we go. <laughs> because here we go. Because I've given this a lot of thought over the past forty-eight hours, <laughs> as one should with something that doesn't matter. Of course, that's the whole show. Did you hear the intro to our show? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the problem: How do you define best? Most effective, most diplomatic, most feared. I usually go with just most liked. Most liked, because my opinion 
is always best. So if oh, I like them okay. the most, I didn't think about consulting no. you. That was my fault. I, well, I, that's good because I would have had <laughs> like one choice. But <laughs> yeah, how many? Let's switch pause here for a second. How much Star Trek have you seen, Scott? Only the three. And again, I keep saying Go. three. I think it's the, just the three, but the three most recent movies, right? With um, Chris Pine. What do they call that, Jonathan? Is there a name for that that they're calling that? I think it's the Kelvin movies. Kelvin. Because it's the Kelvin timeline. Aren't they remakes? Oh, gosh. No, or, they're, they're, uh, it's like a, its own universe. Oh, it, okay. They split off. There was a divergence, some sort of divergent situation. And I think the way they initially, at least from, I don't know this if this is right, but the first movie could have almost been a remake. Mm-hmm. It could have fit into the regular Kirk timeline. If we're gonna, I don't even know what you call that original timeline, but it could have potentially fit into that timeline. But then they had they had a divergent situation that changed it, and so now it is its own multiverse kind of offshoot. I'm just glad they didn't try to explain that because I was just saying how I don't enjoy the multiverse. But you were. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not it. a huge fan of the multiverse idea. I I think that they have taken some really good films. I I enjoy at least the first one. I really enjoyed. And said, you know, let's let's make a space for this in the Star Trek universe. Well, they they did have the courage to actually go that route. Yeah. There's so many episodes of Star Trek where they threaten to create a new a new timeline, but they always fix it. Mm. So this is the first time where they actually said, no, if something went back to the past and changed something, it would affect everything in the future and actually went that way. Do you think that was just because there were there was more of a public awareness of that possibility do you think there was even i mean the the most the time travel movie that i that i think of the most is really introducing that genre to our thinking was back to the future Mm -hmm. right that was the first really heavily time-centered movie like the whole plot is based upon time travel and but in that movie they didn't mess with the time at all i don't think unpopular opinion Back to the Future movies are overrated. Okay. Wow. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Well, I've only seen one in three. I've never seen two. Yeah, it's not worth it. I think I think one is fun. That's eh, all right. I don't know. I'm not a big fan. I'm just not a big fan. But part of the premise of that those films was they've got to fix the timeline. They have to keep the timeline to make it cohere with what... There's only one timeline, basically. Right. So I'm wondering if that... If there's just... Earlier in Star Trek, if there wasn't the quite the public sentiment for, let's create another timeline. Mm-hmm. But after Marvel has been around for so long, and they've been fiddling with the timeline and and just various changes to the idea of even the idea of the multiverse itself, that's become more popular in I think just the public eye. It's possible. See, so. I would think that with these new ones. They weren't even thinking different timeline. They were just trying to go for new Star Wars. They were trying to get the old Star Wars fans, but also get the younger audience. Because I would have never even known there was a different multiverse until y'all just told me. Yeah. I watched the movies and had no thought of this is a different multiverse. Right. I honestly, like I said, I thought they were remakes. It's an it's an on ramp to Star Trek. Yes. For people who have no interest in watching cheesy nineteen sixties episodes where Captain Kirk gets covered in balls of fuzz. Yep. No idea. <laughs> that no. actually happened. I, 
I would like to see that because the trouble with tribbles just because look it up. What on year YouTube. did that or what years? I know you can't tell me exactly nineteen sixty six through sixty eight. Was it sixty six and sixty seven? It might have actually because they only did two seasons, so it would have been sixty six and sixty seven. Is that right? There were seventy seven episodes, I think. Do they have three seasons? I think they did. Okay. Yeah. I think they canceled it, and that must have been it. So would it, would it have been 66 through 68? So they filmed in 66, 67, and 68? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, some of those, gee whiz, I don't know. I'm not sure they hold up that well. But going back <laughs> to it here, y'all never even told me who the best captain was. Yeah, well, mm. we, you have to give us time. to. We have to warm up to these things, okay? You just said you had 48 hours to think about you gotta it. Whine, is, you got to whine. This is a monumental question. you got to whine and dine us a little bit, okay? I mean, we're on a time clock here. People are going to be listening to this in the cars. If we <laughs> say the wrong thing at the right or the wrong moment, people could crash. This is that's true. I never thought about that before. True. Don't sue us, please. We could cause we, a we're wreck. worth nothing. So we could actually cause a wreck. We could. I mean, this is a this is a big big deal. Yeah. Hopefully, all three of our listeners are not driving close to each other at the same time. <laughs> so I'll I think we'll be okay, but. If they all started listening at the exact same time and all swerve at the same time. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I would, I think based upon what I know about you, Jonathan, <laughs> my guess is that there is a certain captain played by Patrick Stewart who's going to be hard pressed to beat. I think so. I think you're going to, knowing, <clears throat> knowing you like I do, I think that you're going to go with Jean-Luc Picard. I think that would be my final. That's where I would end up, is Picard. Is Patrick Stewart the bald guy? Yes. He is. Gee whiz. He was the X-Man. He was the... Okay, yes. Okay. Sorry. Gee whiz. What? I'm, I, Have you lived under a rock since 1987? No, I've lived in a frog, Andrew. <laughs> Good grief, man. I, well, you, who's I, Patrick Stewart again? There's only so He's the much, bald guy? There's only so much nerdiness I can get. Oh, there's I mean, always more. I, He's there a Shakespearean trained actor. Well, I could see that. <laughs> he was actually, well, you know, no, I don't even need to go there. I don't want to spoilers, spoiler alert, but he was in a movie I watched last night. Y'all know which. Well, he was in Doctor Strange. Was he? Yes. Picard? I mean, it. not Picard, but yes. Patrick Stewart's in there? Yes. Really? You have to watch it. Hmm. Okay. I will now, just because he's in there. I was going to watch it before, but. Yeah. It's on Disney Plus. It's free. Well, if you pay for okay. Disney Plus. Right. Uh, <laughs> nah. Yeah. I mean, you know. That's how I'm, they get you. Subscriptions, yeah, they well, got me though. They they have it. That if they keep pumping out Star Wars content like I just watched last night, man, oh yeah, man, it was so good, good stuff. So so, I can't wait till we have an episode where we can talk about Obi Wan. Oh, we're gonna give it a little a little more, maybe some of Ewan's best. You call him Ewan? I don't know why I just called him that. No, I do not. Ewan, but I just yeah, I just yeah. Ewan McGregor at his Obi Wan. Just gonna best. call him Obi. Obi. <laughs> It's that E W A N, man. How the heck are you supposed to read that? Like Ewan. I don't maybe see that. Ewan. So it's British, man. Darn British. Ewan. We we won, Andrew. E W. We won. E W says you. It says ooh. Ooh or you. It can say one of those two things. Ooh and. Ooh you. That's that. That's that training. See that. See, I've been trained in, in phonograms with my classical training. Why don't we call him Evan? <laughs> <laughs> Just make everybody mad. I'm okay with that. Evan. It's like call it saying downtown Abbey instead, <laughs> downtown. Of down, instead of downtown Abbey. You want to mess with people who love downtown Abbey? Just start calling it downtown uh, Abbey. Man. Oh, That's gosh. This, you don't want to take off the old people. 
<laughs> Old people get violent, man. I'll, I, I enjoy Downtown Abbey, but... <laughs> oh, gosh. Or start calling it a force instead of the force. Oh, no, no. Now you're really messing with people. <laughs> exactly. No, don't do that. Well, I, I think, honestly, with... I don't... I've never been a huge Kirk fan. Why Just not? never been a huge Kirk fan. I don't know. I feel like he's way too cocky and laissez-faire, devil-may-care with the rules... I feel like a good captain has to have more, has to have a, a little bit more boundary or maybe a little bit more grounding than that hmm. to be truly great as a leader. And I mean, I guess he is a good leader, but I don't know. I've just never been, never been overly impressed with the, with his leadership style. And maybe it's just the ugh, Shatner's acting. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's that. Because I did like Chris Pine's Kirk more than than Bill Shatner's Kirk. Really? Bill? Yeah. That's what he goes by. Oh. <laughs> you mean he goes Bill? by Bill. 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 <laughs> Bill Shatner. That's his friends call him Bill. <clears throat> okay? I'm not his friend, but I can call him Bill. You know who you remind me of? Who? I, I feel like this would be your favorite captain, but I, I, Oh I don't, gosh. Spock. Spock. Assuming he was ever a captain. But uh, he was actually he was, he was the actually rank captain. of captain. Yeah. I mean, he's a rule follower. I just you seem like Spock. But did he have the command of the starship? Did he ever have command of a starship? I think he did. <clears throat> in the three new if movies, I, if one. I remember correctly, in the motion picture, he was. No, he wasn't. That was Decker. Yeah, I remember that. But I know that he had the he had the rank captain at some point. He did. I think in Star Trek Six, he was captain. And he was Captain Spock, even though he was the first officer of the Enterprise. Because for a while, Kirk was an admiral, and then he got demoted back down to captain. And then I think he went back up to admiral again for a little while. Because of and, his recklessness. Right. Yeah. Because he was demoted, and then he because he did something stupid, and then he was promoted because he did something great. And I think he ended up getting... Le- he was a rear admiral for a while or something like that. Yeah, I have to agree. It's it's like Kirk fell backwards into greatness, whereas Picard walked deliberately into it. Yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that. Because he did do stupid stuff that just oh, yeah. happened to end up saving the planet or something. Or right. Bringing back a whale species. <laughs> that, and some of, these, some of these plots, it's really just... I mean, they're, to, to fill Scott in, and those who don't know, or who, who are still listening, since we've been talking about Star Trek, Star Trek Four, the whole plot of the Star Trek Four is that there's this alien species that's coming to destroy planet Earth in a huge cylinder. Isn't it a cylinder? It's like a, it is. It's a cylinder yeah. that looks like it's made of rock. It's this massive cylinder, and they send out these. They send out these beacons these communications but nobody can figure out what they are they sound like they sound like whale song but they don't realize it's whale song until they play it under the water and they realize this is whale song but wouldn't you know it in in the 23rd century or whatever it is all the whales have gone extinct so humpback whales can no longer communicate with this alien species and because that wimp, the humpback whales can't communicate with the alien species, the aliens in the huge cylinder are going to destroy the Earth. And so Captain Kirk has to get in a ship that's actually a stolen enemy ship, 
fly around the sun in a what's called the slingshot maneuver, go back in time to the 1980s and bring back, with the goal of bringing back a pair of humpback whales to save planet Earth. And Bob's your uncle? He does it. <laughs> he does it. Somebody and guess what? It was one this? of the better movies. Well, that's, it was one oh. of the best ones. Believe it or not, it was actually it one of the bizarre. best. It, it is. But think about somebody was sitting in a writer's room going, you know what would be great in this episode of Star Trek or in this movie? Whales. We need more whales. Well, it was kind of the start of Hollywood's messaging era that we kind of yeah. still live in. Like, yeah. save the whales. We've got to take care of the environment. So that was kind of like their principal reason for... I mean, I get it. But they said, whales. And then somebody, some big executive said, you know, as he chomps on his cigar, yeah, whales. Whales are the future. <laughs> We're going to go with whales. We're going to greenlight this script that's completely based on whales. Well, I wonder if the impetus was more... Let's take Spock and Kirk and put them in 20th century San Francisco. I'm sure that's probably what it was. Like, what what kind of yarn can we come up with to get these guys who are ostensibly in the 23rd century into 20th century situations? Just to be silly. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, it worked. It did work. I'll be darned except, if it didn't work. Except for the soundtrack. Oh, is the soundtrack really bad? <clears throat> Not only is the music terrible, okay, but the audio is awful. Oh, no. Like the I'll balancing have, on the audio is really bad. I'll have to go back and listen to it. No, I won't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't go back. And I think the composer was related to Leonard Nimoy, who directed or produced it somehow. Oh, gosh. So it's like, hey, Leonard's like, hey, guy, can you come and... Uh... Yeah, and so they, he got a lot of flack for that because the music is terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. But the the story I remember as a kid because I watched these a lot as a kid. I remember liking that one more. And Scott, part of the reason why it, the movies this movie stands out as one of the better ones is because some of the others were so terrible. See, that's the problem. I'm trying to sit here and be convinced to, to even go back and rewatch or not rewatch. I've never watched the movies. Go back and watch some of these Star Trek, and I'm just not. I'm not convinced. Star us. Uh, yeah, are not doing Star a good- Trek the motion picture. The motionless picture. <laughs> it's just, it is basically a snooze fest. It is, but I put yourself in 19, what, 79 or whenever. Whenever they made it, yeah. Put yourself as someone who grew up watching Star Trek and had in your imagination that ship. Okay. Right? The USS Enterprise. Right. And you don't have the technology yet the special effects yet to see that glorious ship. And then you get a movie. You're going to spend five minutes just looking at that ship, which they do. <laughs> they do. It's just the, but I will say the soundtrack in that one. Top notch is great. Yeah. Who, who wrote that one? I forget. Jerry Goldsmith. Who, oh yeah. yeah. He composed that one. That one is the soundtrack is amazing. I think you could almost watch that movie with your eyes closed and still just enjoy, enjoy it just about as much. I think the visuals, it is a visually attractive film. Although I was reading about the, in fact, one of my trivia questions has to do with the, the, uh, uniforms. And so I was looking up some of the old uniforms and the motion Star Trek, the motion picture uniforms were almost universally panned Mm. as being terrible. Yeah. So, but another, a really good one was Star Trek two. If you're going to watch any of the Star Trek films, I would go back and watch Star Trek two, the wrath of Khan. I don't know. I'm intrigued by the whales. 
The whales? <laughs> well, you could watch, I think if you were to watch, the ones I would recommend watching, two, three, and four, mainly three is not as good as two, but it finishes out the story of, of two. So you could watch two, three, and four, and I think that would work pretty well. Yeah, but you have to watch them in that order because they all affect, four is the direct result of three, right? which okay. is the direct result of, of two. two. It's like a little mini-series. Doesn't right. the Wrath of Khan mirror the new Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Trek movie with Khan in it? Or were there just some... Uh, there's references to okay. it. Okay. I, I, I remember seeing like the hands on the glass. That was a that's reference. A that's okay. a direct reference. But it's not... Again, that's why I'm thinking I always thought it was a remake. Because yeah. I've seen some of so these things. The thing, if you watch Wrath of Khan first, yes. and then you saw the new one, the new one feels like fan fiction. Okay. Like it's it, the pacing is off. It just happens too fast. They just mm. they got to get through plot points. And they got the same characters. It just it just feels a little Benedict Cumberbatch. He's so good though. Yeah, I, no, he's such a good actor. Benedict Cumberbatch. One of my favorite things about him though is if you ever heard him say the word penguin. No, no. <laughs> you got you guys have got to look it up because he cannot say the word penguin. So how does he say it? Penguin. Penguin. Peng penguin. Yeah. It is crazy. It's crazy. Are there any of the words he can't? I don't know, but it's something. It's just one of those things with his thick British accent and the way it ends up sounding. Because he actually did a Planet Earth or some sort of documentary where he talks about penguins. You mean penguins? But he says penguin. And it's another thing is he actually was in, he played one of the characters, the voice, he voiced one of the characters of Madagascar's penguins. So not only did he have to say penguin a lot, penguin a lot in that one, but anyway, great actor, but he can't say the word penguin. Just if you want to be feel better than Benedict Cumberbatch, just say the word penguin. Now wanting to play the penguin in Batman, the penguin, just so he, <laughs> he could do it too. I am sure he could, could do, do it. it well. Yeah. Another thing, Jonathan, I was looking at the new episode, new series of Picard, new series called Picard, I guess, and I was I didn't want to actually pay for Paramount Plus. So I just read a synopsis of some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you watched that series at all? No. I saw the first episode because they released it on YouTube yeah. to draw on an audience. Yeah. And <clears throat> I got a whiff of the danger of bringing back a beloved character the same way uh, Indiana Jones fell. Oh, it, gosh. So there was, this, there was this moment where I thought, still love Patrick Stewart. He's still a great actor, but he's past his prime. He's not as commanding. He looks like this grandfatherly figure, and they're about to ruin him for me. Hmm. And I just, I'm going to leave him playing poker in that last episode of Next Generation mm-hmm. yeah. or, or whistling blue skies, you know, in Nemesis. <laughs> and then that's it. Okay. Are you telling me you didn't enjoy Crystal Skull? I am in, indeed. <laughs> I, aren't they another, another, indeed. Yeah, but aren't they Indiana Jones one? five? Yeah. Yes. And actually, I sent Jonathan a John Williams. This is going to be John Williams' last film ever. Yeah, really? he's retiring from film. I did composing. not know that. How is that not bigger news? It, I read it in the BBC or the AP one. Yeah, I sent it to Jonathan what yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he's only was, he's only ninety he's years old. Ninety What's years he gonna old. Do? I was to say he's old. We looked him up one episode. I remember, and yeah, because he said oh. in the article he said that. To take on a Star Wars film takes six months. Goodness. And he said, for him, that's a long amount of time. <laughs> well, he was the one who said that. He's like, for me, that's a big commitment. Yeah. But he said he's going to focus more on 
compos- smaller compositions, piano compositions. He's actually working. He said he was working on a piano concerto right now. I thought he's going to focus more on the end of his life, but I'm sorry, that's that was too far. <laughs> that was too far. Little... That was yeah. I mean, you said Scott likes to cross lines. I do. Okay. Just in case I you do. don't know, and you've listened to I our. I think podcast. I have heard that before. Yeah. I think I picked up on that. So. You've listened to our podcast. <clears throat> I so have. You know. I don't think before I speak. You know. And I think as soon would... as I say things, I, I realize like, oh, shouldn't have said that, but which is dangerous being a teacher. Yeah. That's you, half the fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> when the kids <laughs> make a true. face and you're like, oh, yeah. That one's uh, I got to walk <laughs> yeah. that one back. Let me, me. You guys, that's not actually what I said. Huh? Yeah. But I think most of, and the thing that Jonathan and I, when we were talking about this, is that you got to talk about Star Wars is so, I mean, Star Trek, pardon me, is so vast. There's so much content. I would say there's far more content even than Star tr- Star Wars because even with all the newer stuff and all the novels with Star Trek there's how many series now there's the original series which ran for 3 seasons there's next generation ran for how many seasons Jonathan's on two hands right now 7 so. yeah yeah I've got 8 9 if you count the new one coming out oh sorry 10 if you count the animated series I think there's 10 series altogether. And it's all canon. All canon. It's all canon. And then you've got, not only that, those are 10 series, which have probably hundreds of episodes, if you think about it. And then you've got the movies, the six original series cast movies, the, what, four, three, was it four? Four, Next Generation. Next Generation. It was, what, uh, First Contact, well, Generations, First Contact, Insurrection, was there another one? Nemesis. Nemesis, right, 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 right. But the glorious Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's a good good time for us to move. What? Before, before oh, we get into trivia, okay. hold on. I, I'm just curious. So, Jonathan, you're a big Star Trek fan. I am. Are you a sci-fi fan? Or is, is Star Trek, you're just like your favorite? That's what you love? Are you a big fan of other things? What? I don't know. That's a hard one. I, I was introduced to Star Trek by my father okay who watched next generation so next generation premiered when i was in kindergarten okay so it was there in my formative years yes um and he was a big fan of how patrick stewart portrayed captain picard okay i remember him telling me once that he likes how he commanded the ship with a firm but gentle hand um and so i don't know i just found something ennobling about it and then so i kind of grew up with that when i watch other sci-fi yeah star wars excluded because of its genre blending issues yeah i, I think it's yeah i think it's more fantasy than space it is sci-fi. Opera. it's yeah. it's a space themed fantasy anyway let's yeah. keep going um i usually don't feel the same kind of uh, satisfaction with it, it okay. usually other sci-fi feels too dystopian or too too harsh like I've, I've watched the expanse i haven't it's tough like it's hard to watch it makes you feel awful have you watched battlestar galactica i have did you enjoy that the same kind of thing it's like yeah it's dark and there's a lot of hopelessness in it yeah or at least the uh, um the newer newer one, one yes because yeah. i haven't seen one in 1980 i haven't seen the old yeah. one. i think it was just one season yeah yeah Okay. I think that is something interesting about Star Trek, that it's able to do what it wants to do, but yet still be lighthearted somehow. And it, it's, it's 
that's maybe the way Gene Roddenberry envisioned it to begin with, because it's almost like the characters are always almost winking at the camera to, to an extent. I mean, not always. They don't ever wink at the camera, but you get this idea that there's hopeful, that the Star Trek universe is a hopeful universe. And that's what Roddenberry started out with, is he wanted to create a universe where things progress and certain things go away, right? Racial bias goes away and, and need and hunger are gone. There's no money in the Star Trek universe, at least in the Federation, because they don't need it. Nobody needs any money. And so at least in, in, in the original series and also in next generation, there's no real, there's no talk of money, mm-hmm. none because everybody, we just have enough and we share. So I think that's always been attractive to me. And, the, I mean, I've, I interacted, I think, mostly with the Next Generation, and some with the original series. I think I've watched most of them, but they're hard for me. They're hard to watch. Not having grown grown up with them, they're just so campy, mm-hmm. like almost like Batman, the original Batman and Robin, those two guys running around with tights. Like I can't watch that. I'm a huge Batman fan, but I can't watch that because it's just too campy. So some of the the original series is, oh, it's just a little too much. But Next Generation, especially as you get into the second season, very watchable today, and I enjoy it. I think, anyway, but when I was started down this road is saying that it's just hard to know well, how can we even talk about Star Trek because it's so much. And what I've mostly watched is the Next Generation and Voyager. Because when I was young, when I was in t- like a probably preteen, when I was really big into Star Trek, that was the only series that was on. It was Voyager. It was Voyager. And that's amazing to think about because now you have so many options as far as Star Trek is concerned. But there was, there were, that was Voyager. That was it. It was and the for, only network show. And for our younger audience, guys, this is before streaming. All we had was what came on mm-hmm. TV. We, yes. Or unless you owned it on VHS. Yes. Or you had to record I mean, it. Yeah. yeah. Record it. Now there are streaming platforms. You can watch almost anything you want. Right. You could. There was, I had to go buy it at a store. Yeah. I remember with my parents, there was something because I wanted to buy Insurrection, which had just come out maybe a year before or something, and which is one of the movies with the TNG Next Generation cast. And they wanted me to be in the church play. But I didn't. They wanted me to do this lead in the church play. And I had really no interest in doing the lead in the church play. But they told me, if we, if you are the lead in the church play, we will buy you Star Trek Insurrection. <laughs> and that's what bought me. I, was, I, was, I should have held out for more, but I needed an agent at the time. I didn't have a, a talent agent. But that's what convinced me to do it, because I really, really wanted Insurrection so bad. That's Which hilarious. I believe turned out to be the most panned, worst Star Trek movie of them all. Really? Yeah. That one's the worst? I think so. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. Well, then I remember thinking being a, being a little boring. I mean, it was a little boring, but not as bad as the motion picture. That's true. I think the reason it's panned is because a lot of people felt that it felt like an extended episode. Yeah. There was nothing about it that stands out. Yeah. I mean, I'll agree with that. It certainly feels like an extended Star Trek episode. Yeah. Like a double length episode. Mm-hmm. Andrew couldn't hate it the most. He put in a lot of work to get that. He did. He has. <laughs> I did. He had hey, to I, had, I did. I put a lot of work into that. My mother made me wear makeup. Oh. Which I, to, for the 
As a young kid, that's you're like I was oh. I'm like ah. mortified. Yeah, mom wanted to put some some. She's like I gotta. The, she said she came into the little dressing room we had set up. She's the the stage lights are gonna wash your face out. I gotta put something on there. <laughs> well, then you got to see F. Murray May- Abraham in a lot of makeup. I did. I did. She was. There was a lot of makeup. That was rough. But I was remembering. I remember because I had to come home. It was on a Wednesday night. Voyager was on Wednesday nights, and I had to be. And my grand my my parents had choir practice, and I joined the church choir when I was probably thirteen. So this must have been when I was probably eleven or twelve. And because right at the, it was right at the end of Voyager too. It wasn't early on in Voyager. It was right at the end. I think I saw the last two seasons. But it came on Wednesday nights at eight. I think is when it when it aired, hmm. or seven or something like that. And I had to get home. Or I had to go to my grandparents because my grandparents left. And so if I didn't, I remember there was a few Wednesdays where I wasn't able to coordinate it to where I was able to go and watch. But my grandparents had, every room in the house had a TV, basically. Because they had five grandchildren and they hated it when the grandchildren fought over the television. So they said, forget it. We're just going to put, we're going to buy five TVs. We're going to have a room or every bed, there was bedrooms, and there was like a main living room, and there was another living room, and then there were two, there were three bedrooms. So there was a TV, a big TV in the main area, like their den, another TV in their old den, which they didn't use as a den anymore. There was a TV in their bedroom, and a TV in each of the spare bedrooms. And so if, if we wanted to, every grandkid could be in a separate room watching their own show. And that's how they decided to get rid of all the problems. <laughs> Hey, it worked <laughs> apparently, but I remember being in this tiny TV, one of those little um, TV VCR combos, and just so excited because Voyager's coming on. <laughs> but it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the series. I've honestly, I've tried to go back and watch it since then. Doesn't I can't. I can't do it. I don't know why. I think, man, maybe I need to watch the later episodes. You but need to watch it on a smaller TV. Maybe that's it. <laughs> smaller TV. <laughs> But there's I like Deep Space Nine, which was popular. I didn't watch any Deep Space Nine. Have you tried I, to watch it? I did. Was it too dark? I couldn't do it. No, I don't know. I don't know. I've watched the only episode I watched was my dad and I watched the finale, hmm. like the double part big battle. And I guess I guess Deep Space Nine was technically out when I was watching, but for whatever reason, I just didn't wasn't interested in it. I don't know. For some reason, being on one space station, because that's the whole premise of Deep Space Nine, just one space station. Anyway, so let's move on. Are we ready for the trivia? I feel like Scott's, the tears are just going out. The boredom is... Oh, no. I'm ready to kill you on some Star Trek trivia. (laughs) (laughs) So how do we want to do this? So I have some questions, Jonathan has some questions, and you have some questions. Uh, Yes, and mine are just from the World Wide Web, because obviously I have no knowledge of... What I would be asking <laughs> y'all. I hope y'all know the answers because so, I sure don't. So let's let's try this. I think we should. You give your questions to both of us, and then do we want to rotate who answers? I mean, is this a competition? I mean, how are we, how we, we don't, I don't. Really I think guess. it needs to be a collaboration because I think it should be might. a collaboration. <laughs> okay, I'm not. Jonathan and I are not that competitive with each other. See, I just know he. I know he's better at everything. So I want to make a competitive now. Okay, all right. (laughs) Twenty bucks is on the line, guys. This is a man who played an entire piano piece with his left hand, and I didn't know it until the end of about halfway through the the piece. (laughs) I still bug you for that. I'm disappointed you used all five fingers. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) All right, so I'm starting here. 
obviously it's Star Trek. This is the original Star Trek series. All right, so uh, and see, this is the this kind of I, I, I was going to skip. I'm, these. I'm pretty weak in this area. Well, I was going to skip this question because well, go for it. But for but it. you know, y'all are throwing out episode numbers. So there are how many s- episodes were there in the first season? In and the I can first give season, you, if you would like, I can give you the three options. Oh, we have options. There are okay. options. I'll so need that. Here they are. There's 13, 19, or 29. Oh, gosh. 29. You think it's 29? I think it is. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm clicking on it. And apparently, Wi-Fi is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hey, guys, let's refresh. Let me turn off my Wi-Fi. There we go. Hold on. The frog. The frog is falling. It's 29. Here we go. Man. Hold on. I need to. I've got one of these stingers here. Oh, I can't remember which one. Hold on. Let me see if I can look this up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've got it. I've got it. Here we go. You're a little late on the timing, but that was, that was, it worked. Yes. <laughs> but I had to see which button it was. But you can't play that, that for y'all's answer because that was correct. It was. Oh, we got it right. Yes. All right. There's my correct. I like the air horn. <laughs> <laughs> How did James Doohan lose one middle finger? Oh, he was in the army, wasn't he? Yeah, World War Two. I he was think in the army. It might have been D Day, actually. Really? Right. Yeah. Your options were a mugger with a knife, World War Two, or a farm accident. So World it was War World II. War Two. That is correct. That was actually one of my trivia questions. So. Was it? Oh, well, see, <laughs> you can see it. All right. So in the Next Generation <laughs> episode, stuff. where he appears, okay, Relic, you see his missing finger. He's holding a bottle, and he's. You can see. Is it his ring finger? I can't remember on his which left it hand, is, but it's in his left hand, and you can you can see it. They usually gotta, tried to hide it. But. There was a guy that I was actually—it's kind of a long story—but I went to a private Christian school, and this guy was a pastor, the pastor of the church where the school met. But he also was very involved with the school. He's on the board, and he led the mission trips. But his ring finger on his left hand was always. It was missing as long as we knew him, and he would always come up with different yarns about how he lost it. And so it was a different story. People would ask him, how'd you lose your finger? And he would give a different story every single time. And oh, I got these scars. <laughs> and, but eventually, I don't know how we did this, but eventually he, we got us, well, that I believe to be the actual story. And he told us that when he was, he wore, he was wearing his wedding ring and he was swinging out the back of a truck. And this one truck, it was like a troop carrier. And they would grab it and grab this little bar at the top and swing out. But for whatever reason, it got his ring got caught, and it just pulled his finger right off. I believe that because I know somebody that did that on a basketball net. Yeah, I've heard that they went yeah. up for a layup and they caught their ring on the Wedding net ring. and just pulled it right. It's off. usually the metal the metal nets. Hmm. And they, he told me that that was a very common thing. And he actually, I think his entire his entire life, he got a ten percent disability check from the army. Because of his disability. Wow. Anyway, but I always loved hearing his different stories. So I would have loved <laughs> to have heard James Doohan's different stories about how he lost his finger. We'll see this whole time. Let I, me tell you there a lot. I can't do it. What is, how can I do a, man, I can't do a James Doohan accent right now. It's just not hitting me. Oh, you got something? No. You got something for us? Not at all. Well, this whole time I, I thought. I was giving it all she's got, Captain. I would say that's good, but I have no idea what his. He's Scottish. Okay. Stereotypically, yeah. offensively Scottish. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Offensively Scottish. Well, this whole time I thought James Doohan lost a middle finger on one of the episodes. And so I was like, man, no, a with a knife, no, no, a farm no. accident in World War II? Star Trek you usually a little can't more, see uh, it. Huh. They usually hide it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Wait, what do we got? 
All right, all right. This is going to test your knowledge a little bit of, and I think y'all are, y'all are good on this. But we'll see. Why did Paramount try to offload Star Trek? And I can give you your three options here. It was losing money. It was too controversial. Or Gene Roddenberry was impossible to work with. All of oh, the I think all of the above yeah. are true. But Gene Gene Roddenberry, I think it was probably losing money. Because if it were making money, it wouldn't matter how hard, how bad Roddenberry was to work with. They would have kept it. Yeah. And it was very controversial. It wasn't very. It was. It was. We had the first interracial kiss. That's true. But I think I don't. I don't think if it was making money, they wouldn't have kicked it off. I, I think it's. It was losing money. Yeah, I like that. I've stumped y'all a little bit. Okay. All right. So we're we're going with losing money. Is that's that what I'm. Answer? That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. That is correct. Good yep. job. It's hey, we're three for three, aren't we? <laughs> not bad. Not bad. All right. I've got a couple more for the original yeah, Star Wars. Here we go. Let's do it. Oh, I thought you were about to play a stinger. All right, here we go. No, I got a stinger. You want a stinger? Get throw me a, shoot a stinger out. Yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I want like horns. Or, I guess that is horns. I don't know. Okay, we're good. It's a bullhorn. What more do you want from me, man? Oh man, just something else. Something. Hold on. I want like celebration yells. There we go. There we go. There you go. I'm happy with that. Clap. Thank okay. You. All right. Who was the first character to be on the receiving end of the famous Spock nerve pinch? Oh, gee whiz. You want, the, you want your three? We need options. All right. All right. Number one, I, I might screw up some of these names. Pavel Chekhov. Pavel Chekhov. Chekhov. James Kirk or Leonard McCoy? Hmm. You know, my my first, my gut was Leonard is McCoy. Chekhov. Oh. Really? Because well, didn't, wasn't there an episode where he loses his mind or gets something happens and they have to get him with the thing? They all do. <laughs> Here's the problem, though. Chekhov didn't come on until later on. Ooh, like third I, season? I think it's going to be McCoy because of how antagonistic they were. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. All right. We're going Leonard McCoy. Final answer. Yes. Okay, here we go. Incorrect. <gasps> it was James Kirk. Uh, Spock was originally supposed to knock him out, but went with the pinch instead. All right. Yeah, we should have gone with Kirk. It, it would should have been. We should have gone with a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right. I'm going to shoot over to the next generation real quick. There Maybe we go. I'll go from there, and then so we're we're else. we're three for four. We're batting seven fifty, right? Yeah, not bad. You know. Okay. Hey, if you were playing baseball, you'd be making a lot of money right now. <laughs> we're teachers, dude. Yeah, seventy five to C. If you bat seventy five percent, seventy five to C, where I come from. Hey, C's got degrees, man. <laughs> I, literally, literally, All right. literally. In which century does the series take place? This is the next generation. And here's your options: twenty fourth, twenty fourth. I will say twenty fourth, twenty second, or twenty sixth. Twenty. It's definitely twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Oh heck! See, you know the same things happen again. And you're going to go ahead and hit that stinger because here we go. Here we which go. Which one? The wah wah wah. And Wi-Fi troubles. No, it's just I, I think I've had him. I've had him pulled up. Here we go. It was twenty fourth century. That's correct. There we are. I've there it is. There it is. Okay. I have had them pulled up, and I think the quizzes have just there. I had to refresh. All right. What frightening antagonists are cyborgs that often attack the Enterprise? The Borg. All right. I, I figured that was too easy. This we are the easy. Borg. I don't need resistance is futile. Yes, it is the Borg. Correct. Resistance is futile. All it right. Will be assimilated. In which year? Did the series debut on television? 66 is what I think. Our next generation? Yes. Generation was 87. Generation. 87. 87, the year of okay. my birth. I was like, man, Andrew, you're way off. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. 87, that is correct. TNG, a.k.a. TNG. What did Patrick Stewart hate about the set of the Captain's Ready Room? 
the, the aquarium. Red. Oh, did he? Did he hate the aquarium? He Why felt is that? he felt that a man of Picard's evolved morals would not um, be in favor of any kind of caged animal, including a fish. So he, I like it. Yeah. yeah. One of the answers is it had a fish tank, and that is correct. Yes. All right. Nice job, Jonathan. Last one here. Remus is a planet that's home to which race? The Romulans. All right. All right. I see that's too easy. For you. I mean. Well, I know that because you have to remember that there's Romulus and Remus. It's they're, they're named after. The Romulans are named after Romulus, and the Remus is the, is the planet. All right. So bonus. you got you to know a little bit of, of Roman lore to get that one. Bonus one real quick. This is last, bonus. last one. Yeah. Who is the bonus. only person? Would you, would you stop? I'm no. <laughs> Who is the only person to play themselves and on an episode? And I could give you the options. Oh, play themselves. Yes. Oh, uh, I know this. Uh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Stephen Hawking. Stephen. Oh, yep. yes. That's got to be it. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Yep. He plays poker with other notable scientists. Is it one of those things where it's a uh, hologram? They have yep. like the holodeck situation? Yeah. I think it's it's either Data or Barkley. Oh, yeah. And they're they're playing poker with uh, Einstein. I think Einstein's in there. Mm. And Newton. I like it. Yep. And Hawking. Mm-hmm. That's great. Not bad. So we got all but one. We did. Yeah. Dang nerve pinch. Disappointing y'all for missing one. Okay. Now here we go. I've got a few for Jonathan. Do you want me to start or do you want Go for it. Okay. The first one I'm gonna start with is a true or false question. Oh no, I hate these. Okay. True or false stink. True or false. The phrase beam me up Scotty never occurs in the Star Trek canon. The, the fr- whole canon? The exact phrase, beam me up, Scotty, never occurs in the Star Trek canon. True or false? I know that that's false with regard to the original series and the movies. They never say, beam me up, Scotty. Well, let's go, with, let's, let's go with that. Okay. Yes, it's false. I think it's false. because no, no. It, it's Scotty true. Beam me up? It's true. It's true that it never, never occurs. Yeah. Oh. It never occurs. Yeah. Because that, his, that phrase became kind of like... Luke, I am your father, which Darth Vader does not say, yes. Luke, I am your father. He says, I am your father. And that became sort of like that. But yeah. the, the common phrase became, beam me up, Scotty. And the closest Kirk ever gets to saying, beam me up, Scotty, is he does say something like, beam me up, Mr. Scott, mm-hmm. or something like that, or Mr. Scott, one to beam up, or something like that, in Star Trek Four. And I think we might have... Um, either Saturday Night Live or In Living Color to blame for that. Okay, I probably. think it might be Jim Carrey that we does have. He, to blame does that. he say "Beam me up, Scotty"? Because he plays some off-the-wall version of William Shatner. And yeah, so. well, I can I like tell it. you, growing up with the first name Scott, man, that phrase got really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and and most people who knew me when I was younger called me Scotty. I've been trying to be Scott with those people since I was like five, six years old, kindergarten. And they they still call me Scotty. My brothers, some of my best best friends growing up, they still call me Scotty. I'm like, it's Scott, you dingleberries and just, <laughs> dingleberries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Mr. Scott to you. Uh, no, it's Mr. Clawson. Okay. Get it right. <laughs> okay, here we go. This one is multi part. Okay. Jonathan. Are you are you ready for this? I don't know. What are all the classes of the Starships Enterprise? The cl- are you looking this up? No, I'm not looking it up. 
That was my first question. That was your first question? Are you serious? <laughs> we picked the same question independently of each other. How is that possible that we pick the same question? Well, you better Mind not, mailed. You better not miss it now. Oh, I'm not going to miss it. <laughs> All right. I'll let, you, I'll let you start, and I'll go after you. So you name the first one. All right. And I'll go after you. Well, now there's going to be, there might be a little disputation here. Okay. All right. So we'll see. Well, right. NCC 1701. Constitution. NCC 1701A. Are you going to do it or you want me Constitution. to? Constitution. Right. They're the same because it's a refit. But they called it Constitution Refit. Right. It's Constitution Refit. Yeah. Okay. But it's Constitution Class. Right. Okay. Right. Once, once NCC 1701B. Excelsior. Yeah, this is the one I had to look up. NCC 1701C, Ambassador class. Ambassador, yeah. That's the one I had to look up. All right. D. D's the galaxy. Of course. E. The sovereign. Sovereign class. Yeah. I can't believe that's hilarious. <laughs> so this this is a nerdy podcast. It's, we we just, are proud to be nerd, but I feel like we just take it to a whole other level. We, we got did. it yep. into we got it into a nerd level. We engage the nerd thrusters right there. <laughs> yep. Or the warp, the warp drive, whatever it was, the the nerd warp drive. We just engaged it. I can't believe that we picked the exact same <laughs> question. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. All right. What are the? I read that. What was Jean Luc Picard's first command? The name of the starship. The Stargazer. Of course. I didn't think I could fool you. All right. Here we go. What are... And this is going to be another nerd mo- moment. But what are the colors and meanings of the original series uniforms? Greenish yellow yep. is command. Which I read was actually supposed to be true green. Like an avocado green. It didn't show up on camera. But it didn't show up on camera. It showed up, showed up on camera as like yellowish, goldish, kind of orange, like greenish. Huh. Interesting. But, I read about that. Anyway, keep going. I don't want to stop your flow there. All right. Blue is still science. And? And medicine. Yep. And then red is navigation and security. Right? Mm. Or, or helms people. Or. Oh. <laughs> You're close. Red was communications. Oh, communications. Because Lieutenant Uhura always wore red uniform. Right. Engineering. And security. Everybody else. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody else. <laughs> yes. So there was, what, yellow, blue, red, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, one cool thing is that, because they originally, the different emblems on their uh, shield, do you remember that? They had a different they had a different. They had different emblems yeah. on the, they were all that inner, and each ship had its own emblem. Because I don't know what you call that. What would you call that sort of almost delta-shaped Star Trek symbol? I, I think delta. Delta? Okay. Yeah. So the delta was originally for, that was the Enterprise's logo. Hmm. And then, because every so often you see another ship comes on, and they have to hail the other ship. And if you'll notice, the other captain is wearing a different insignia. Like it's a completely different insignia that doesn't have a delta. Wow. And the command logo would be the same. It's that little, looks like a shooting star would be the command logo. But it used to be, that was the command. Science was like sort of roundy something. Two, like two electrons. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that yeah. now. 
And then communications and engineering, whatever, were different. Hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. I mean, that, I mean, that makes next generation so enterprise centric then that the whole yes, Starfleet took it. on their they did. insignia. They changed everything to align with the enterprise. Wow. I guess it was just a simplifying to rebrand it and simplify it a little bit, streamline it. And then there used to be the, the captains, I mean, the ranks used to be on their sleeves. Mm-hmm. And then they changed that to the little button things on their collars in TNG. Yeah, that's it. I had another question, but I forgot it. And I couldn't remember. I forgot my paper. All right. I got some tough ones. Oh, gosh. I thought those were pretty easy. I was trying to be nice. Well, I You're going to say, in episode five, season one. No, I'm uh, not going to do that. That's <laughs> the hard thing about trivia is, you know. Okay. I do have one from Christy, though. Oh. It's a tough one. Mrs. Okay. Henriquez. That's right. All right. Here's an original series one. Who was the captain of the Enterprise in the original pilot? Pike. Wasn't it Captain Pike? It was indeed. Very good. All right. That was the, with the aliens with a really big head, right? Yeah. 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 And the, you know, there's a new season. There's the new series of Star Trek is Captain Pike. That's right. It's all about Captain Pike. Yeah. And they go back to the original colors, too. Kind of all cool. right. We're going to bring it back down to earth. No, I, I just got here. I, I, for real, actually, literally. What <laughs> is McCoy's secret ingredient for his baked beans? What? <laughs> when does this come up? Bacon. Number five, Final Frontier. They're camping. Oh, at that's right. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to say some sort of alcohol. You would be correct. Because <laughs> <laughs> doesn't he like put some bourbon in there or something? It is Tennessee whiskey or bourbon. All right. And, and I believe this box exact words are, am I correct to assume your secret ingredient is alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a running joke for McCoy the whole time was his being uh, fond of the the tippling. All right. Um oh, okay. Now I I might be wrong on this. So if we if you have listeners that, that are better at this than we are, I apologize if I get this wrong. We have I don't know. Okay. We barely have listeners. So <laughs> you don't have to worry. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How many people officially command the Enterprise D throughout the series. Oh, gee whiz. Not what? in the sense of being left from an away team or a night crew, but oh, whether authorization is actually transferred to be com- the commander of record for the ship. Uh, <laughs> would that be... Does that include the alternate timelines where Riker is no, an admiral and he refits the ship? None of those. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, there's Picard. That's one. And then I'm guessing there's at least one other time where Picard gets ousted for some reason, or maybe has a medical problem. And so then that would be William Riker would have to be two. And then I believe the the third in command was Commander Data. I think. So I'm going to say Data at some point had to be, the ship had to be com- turned no, over to him Data at some point. Not. He wasn't? Well, I have no clue, but, <laughs> but Jonathan didn't hold up a finger, and he held up a finger for the other two. So uh, I don't know. I'm going to go I'm with assuming. three. I'm going to go with three. Three is the correct answer, as far as I can, as far as I can figure it out. Three is the correct answer. Okay. But it, it's a Riker. When, yeah. when 
Picard was assimilated. Okay, yes. All right. Makes he sense. is actually, they actually do a little ceremony and he's transferred over. Becomes. Did they give him the captain button? I don't remember if they do. I think they do. But, that but then they take the captain away? Yeah, you're demoted now. <laughs> so I don't think they, but they do put him okay. in command. Yeah. Um, Starfleet does? Yes. They have an admiral do the whole oh, really? authorization okay. transfer over. Wow. And then in the episode Chain of Command, they transfer him to, they transfer the Enterprise to Captain Jellico, which everybody hates. Nobody likes the guy. Oh, yeah. I remember that and now. And he is the reason that they get the fish out of the ready room because he says that. Oh, so that's, so that's when, how they that's got when the, the fish aquarium out of the ready leaves. room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Disappointing. I remember that, that guy now. Here. Why did they change? I forget that episode. Why they did that. Was Picard in trouble or something? He was going on an away mission that they did not think he would come back from. And oh. so that actually leads to another question. Okay. He ends up in one of the most glorious scenes in all the next generation. Uh-oh. It's him and David Warner, two Shakespearean actors, faced off with one another in an interrogation. He's to- being tortured. Do you remember what the what the primary torture is? What the primary um, mental problem is? I, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen these. All right. Okay. If I ask you, I'm going to ask you another question, and you have to Uh-oh. answer the question in universe. Okay. okay. How many lights do you see? Oh, that. I remember that now. It was like, he, did he see one light or two lights? Well, how many are there? I can't remember. <laughs> I can barely remember my own name, man. Hey, you called yourself Scott earlier. <laughs> I did. <That's> <laughs> there are four lights. Oh, okay. But he, he would he would torture Picard if he did not say there were five. Mm, and that's Picard, right. and he wanted him to break, and he never broke. And like the last thing Picard says to him after he gets rescued is he turns around and screams, "There are four lights." And that's actually taken from what dystopian novel? That's inspired by a certain novel. Not a clue. Cricket, cricket. 1984. Oh, I, you know. That would have been my only guess <laughs> because I don't know many dystopian novels off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know many classical dystopian. Well, I think I would have lost. I think I would have lost. I think so too. Yes. Although I did get three correct. I didn't, I got the, you asked the question three and I said three. That's right. You didn't get it correct. I didn't say who. You didn't ask for who. And you knew about the alcohol. Commanded. Right. Just and I knew many, about what? The alcohol and the I beans. did, but with a little help. He gave me a little nudge. Uh, I do have... So you're a Frasier fan. Yes, I'm a okay. huge Frasier fan. Here's a trivia. Here's a Star Trek trivia for you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Scott hates Frasier. Frasier's what? terrible. It's terrible. He does. We're Awful. actually... One of our episodes coming up is going to be called Why Scott Hates This. Mm-hmm. All right. So... <laughs> Do we need to mute him? I can mute him if I need to. You know, I so, feel like I've been booed off my own show here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Patrick Stewart guest stars on Frasier. When did, which episode? I've forgotten. I can't remember. He plays some uh, impresario type. Oh, okay. I uh, think I remember that vaguely. Yeah. Okay. Which three major characters, not incidental characters, which three major characters which three major actors from Frasier had guest appearances on next generation. Oh, geez. I, Oh gosh. Um, Kelsey grammar. Yes. That's going to be my first one. Um, and those are the only names I can remember of any of the actors. <laughs> you remember the characters. 
Uh, did Niles, did he show up on the next generation? Hmm. I don't know. You're going to have to help right. me out then. Um, Lilith? Yes. She okay. shows up in the episode where Riker is cosmetically altered to look like an alien. Oh, yeah. She's one of the doctors that helps him, that tries to help him escape. Oh, okay. And then, you remember Donnie? No. Um, uh, Daphne's first husband. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in an episode where he kidnaps Data. I remember that now. The most toys. Yes. Because Data is one of a kind. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. So those three Frasier Cool. Overlap. Scott's really hating life right now. No. No, I'm good. <laughs> you know. You should start with Next Generation. I, I would I would say you can't go wrong. As long as Riker has a beard. Second season. Yeah. If Riker yeah. is baby-faced. Once the collars, you need to find the episodes with the collars. See? Y'all they, need, they need the collars and they need the beard. They don't need the... Well... Ideally, they don't need the piping. I think. I think that once you see the piping go away, you're yeah, that's pretty much what I mean. guaranteed. The collar, because the piping and the collar, the piping on the sides of the on the sh- the shoulder of the uniform coincides or is the opposite of the collar. Hmm. Once you see the little collar, like the mock turtle thing, the piping's gone hmm. because that was the little. It was the jumpsuit, right? Mm-hmm. It was like the onesie, almost. You know what I was reading? I was reading uh, about this too. That those the because they make the big change from Star Trek one uniforms to the Star Trek two the Wrath of Khan they change they call them the maroon monsters I think is what they call them after that because they're all this red and I read that the only reason they use that color is because they dyed all the uniforms from the previous Star Trek movie and that color dyed really well with those uniforms. Really? So they use the uniforms from the previous movie, and instead of buying all the uniforms, they just dyed them all red. And for whatever reason, that color red worked really well on that cloth, and so that's what they chose. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm going to go watch Attack of the Clones. (laughs) Attack of the Clones? All right, I've got to ask one question, which I like to ask all of our guests. We're getting close to the end here. Wizard or Jedi, which do you choose in a battle? Putting you on the spot. I know. On the is. spot. Wizard or Jedi? I'm going to have to go with the Jedi. Okay. Yeah. I think you're right. No. In the original episode, I said you were right. I don't know. I don't know. He, 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 don't know he waffles. He's he waffles. Awful waffle. He waffles. <laughs> I don't know. I want it to be a wizard. Well, okay. Give us just your very quick reasoning, Jonathan, behind why, why a Jedi beats a wizard in a duel. I don't know. Because I like Jedi. What? Better. You just like Jedi better? You don't have any reasoning behind it? <laughs> See? Throwing his vote out. It doesn't matter. He voted. Well, oh, uh, here, I'll give you one. Okay? Jedis are one with the Force. A wizard has to manipulate spells. I can, I can dig that. I haven't thought of that. I like that. They have to encant and all this. Yeah. And if they get it wrong, they can't control their yeah. own spell. Yeah. But a wizard has... And after... Scott, after seeing what we saw, what I saw last night on Obi-Wan. Oh, it was phenomenal. I have I seen that scene, by the way. You've watched that? I haven't watched the series, but I've seen the scene. I know the, what you're talking the about. The battle? Episode six, yes. It was one of the better oh my goodness. lightsaber duels we've had. I know. Ever. I hate the fact that we didn't release our best lightsaber duels ever. After. Until after Obi-Wan. Yeah. 
I don't know. We were just, I guess, not thinking about it. Well, that would be in my mind, what I saw, and we'll talk more when we talk about the whole series. What I saw when I watched it was among the best ever. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Evan McGregor was just amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jonathan, thank you for adding to my correct assessment of Wizard versus Jedi, who would win. Mm-hmm. We all know it would be a Jedi. Anybody who thinks Wizard is is pretty ridiculous, but just why are you insulting some of our fan base? I know. Andrew. Okay. Well, what in the world? Maybe they'll listen more. Maybe the more I insult them, the more they'll listen. I'm turn it off. My job is to insult. They expect it from me. Okay. When you do it, fair enough. Going to be offended. All right. Well, Scott, give us the. Uh, uh, you're you're our social media guy. Yes, I'm not very good at it, but Wizard versus Jedi Podcast at gmail.com. That is our email. Wizard versus Jedi Podcast is our Instagram and Twitter. Like us, share us, promote us, tell a friend. We'd love to hear from you. If you have if you have, if Andrew's ticked you off, send us an email, I'll forward it to him. <laughs> he'll he'll answer it. You could just read it aloud to me. I'll read it aloud to you. We we you know, if you send an email and just criticizing Andrew or me, I'll read it out loud on the podcast. That's fine. I got <laughs> on no air. issue. It'll be on air. I might, uh, I might, you know, bleep some of it out. But <laughs> Jonathan, thanks so much for being on the, yeah, on the show. Appreciate it. Was it was a pleasure. We enjoyed it. At least I enjoyed it. I can't speak for it was all right for Scotty I over mean, there. He made sure he didn't tell me he was an Alabama fan before he walked in my house. <laughs> but all right, of that. Well, thanks everybody for listening. This has been Wizard versus Jedi.